Welcome to A Woman's Brew, where we're going to talk about beer. In today's episode, we're joined by Alex from Gritchy Brewing Company, where they have perhaps the most beautiful brewery in the world. I'm Joanne, and this is Tori. Hello. And we're two beer-loving women on a mission to get more people drinking and talking about great beer. Come join us. Today, we have the lovely Alex with us, who is currently at Gritchy. Hello, Alex. Thank you for joining us. Hello. How's it going? Good. How are you? Yeah, good. It's been a long day. Brewed some beer, got home, had some more beer. Have some more beer. (laughs) That is is the way of things, isn't it? The best kind of day. Yeah, that is the best (laughs) kind of day. Um, Please let us know who you are, why you're here, where you're from. Why are we talking to you today? I don't know why you're talking to me today. Um, I'm Alex. Um, I'm the head brewer of Gritchy Brewing Company in um, kind of Shaftesbury area. It's like Dorset, Wiltshire border. Um, We are owned by the Guy Ritchie, hence our very imaginative name. Um, The brewery is on his estate. Uh, We brew um currently about 3,000 hectolitres per year we have the capacity to go up to about 9,000 um which we're in the process of doing um and yeah so we produce a lot of traditional cask ale um because of our location and guys love of traditional pub culture so we have a lot of our core range is cask uh, which we supply and deliver ourselves to breweries in the local area around us um, and then uh, we also produce keg products. And this year we are expanding our kind of more, in inverted commas, craftier range of products. Um, we had a lot of um, 4% kind of different variations on ales when I first started. So we're kind of going into more of the craftier stuff. Um, and that we also own a pub in London called Law of the Land in Fitzrovia, just at the bottom of the BT Tower. Um, and they do amazing food. Um, Apparently, it's uh, Rita Ora's favourite place for a roast dinner in London. Um, So (laughs) the roast dinner is very, very good. Um, But they take all of our products as well. So and the kind of higher ABV stuff and the craftier stuff probably appeals more to them. Um, It's a bit more of a harder sell in the traditional like Walker's pubs that we kind of supply in the local area. That's mostly just cask. Yeah. Um, So we've cracked a beer already. So this is, this is, am I right in saying this is new? Is, this is uh, new, yeah. So this is the Galaxy New England IPA. Um, it's 5.2%. Um, it's just got Galaxy hops in it and a lot of them. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's new. It's a new recipe. It was, it came out in on keg first. Um, when did it come out? A couple of weeks ago. Um, it's gone down really well. Um, the first keg that they opened at Law of the Land in London sold out in four hours. Oh, wow. Um, so it's gone down a bit of a storm. Um, we are, there's plans to put it into 440 mil cans, hopefully, uh, which will hopefully be available mid-March. Um, and yeah, it's kind of the start of our less core, more craftier range. Um, we've also done a black uh, blackberry and cherry sour um, mm-hmm. as well. Um, so those um, are kind of the first two. And then there's a couple of other ones that we're doing um i'm brewing a dry hot pilsner next week for um which would just be exclusively available at law of the land oh, nice. in london and um also so we've just bought 
well, Guy has just bought, I haven't, a, um, an airfield uh, called Compton Abbas Airfield that's just basically neighbouring to the estate and the brewery um, where there's like a restaurant and a bar and stuff. And so that will become our kind of tap room outlet. So it will be exclusive to Law of the Land in London and also the Compton Abbas Airfield, net, like nice. local to us. That's really fun. Um, this yeah. is beautiful, by the way. Thanks. I'm I really love pleased with it. Yeah. I just love Galaxy Hops in general. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so I'm like, I'm like, yeah. When you said yes, Galaxy Hops exclusively Galaxy Hops, I was like, I'm in, I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I had to kind of, I had to kind of pour yours into bottles from a keg because it's only available in keg. So <laughs> I'm glad it survived the journey. But yeah, it's um, it's 20% oats, 100% Galaxy, um, and then um, there's some lactose in there because you know it's an IPA kind of has to be um plenty of dextrin and I think it's lager malt as the base so um yeah it's super tasty we're doing another bigger brew of it um in a couple of weeks time so it's gone down really well so far and the body is so silky it's beautiful Mm. it's got that juiciness as well I just love like this is exactly like the type of I mean, I, every, everyone goes like West Coast is the best coast. But for me, I'm a New England person. <laughs> so to me, like, this is what I want when I want mm. you know, my IPAs and my pale hours. Like, this is what I'm I not want. a huge West Coast fan. I find them sometimes a bit too bitter and like it's astringent. The, it's the bitterness for me. Um, I know like, some people really like that, but I like the more juice bombs <laughs> juicy boys like that's that's definitely more for me um so like yeah galaxy oh, oh just this is so nice I've had a very long day I've had about four hours sleep and a lot of stuff happening today so this to me is like a little glass of heaven and you sent us a glass as well thank you so much I, I just literally that artwork yeah, they are that artwork though if you're looking at the video if you're not looking at the video you're missing out on some gorgeous artwork <laughs> I don't really we do have some explain. great artwork and <laughs> the new craftier stuff is I've shown you guys a sneak peek sneak of some peek. of the artwork that's coming out is amazing <laughs> like absolutely stunning but I didn't know now I'm gonna have to note down like law of the land for the next time I'm in London because that just sounds amazing so the food is fantastic. It's kind of, it's quite a gastro pub and it's busy midweek because it's obviously where all the people work in the city. Um, but the food is, I mean, the beers are great, but the food is fantastic. <laughs> um, so it's all cooked over like open fires and stuff. So oh, it's nice. quite meat heavy, but um, it's really, really tasty and really experimental and delicious. It's, it's on my list now, places to visit the next time in, I'm in London to get dinner for sure. Mm-hmm. And I didn't realise that that, like it was you guys sort of like Wiltshire Dorset area because like I'm not I wouldn't say that's like a massive trek for me I mean I'm Berkshire so like Wiltshire is kind of I work in Bristol so I kind of have to kind of head in that direction from here and like so to me yeah so I uh, I live in Bournemouth it's about a 45 minute drive north from Bournemouth every day so it's not too bad it's kind of on the limit of how far you want to commute really but um I wanted to live by the sea and not in the middle of nowhere (laughs) I don't yeah I don't I don't blame you but at the same time like that sounds like I feel like that could be like a nice little weekend trip away yeah I wish we were but you know now you know me so it's fine you do have people come up to the gate and go are you open can we come have a look around unfortunately we're not we're we're, st- we're on private land where this is it, like guy's house is at the other end of the estate <laughs> so it is it is not open for business but 
the Compton Abbas Airfield will be open, I think their fingers crossed is the start of March. So that'll be where you can go and get all of our oh. beer. And it's literally just down the road. So amazing. The views are amazing from there as well. Not that they're amazing from the brewery, they absolutely are. <laughs> well, so I looked at the website and like the visuals that were there for like the estate, it it felt like it was unreal. Like it that just is. didn't. I was like, are these are these just stock photos or like stock footage? And I was just like, this just looks amazing. Yeah, it's absolutely stunning. Like driving down the driveway every day to come into work, you're like, got to kind of pinch yourself and be like, is this like really where I work? Do you tell me there's a, like a lake in the middle? Like yeah, so there's two lakes. And, the and then, um, yeah, so they do um, shoots on it. Predominantly, it's a shooting estate. Um, but we also um, grow our own marisotta barley. So that's nice. quite cool. Um, cool. <laughs> and all the water that we use to brew with comes from a borehole on the estate as well. So we have all our own water, uh, which uh, we don't treat apart from um, acidifying it slightly. Um, everything else is just as it comes out of the ground and obviously sterile filtered so we can drink it. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's really cool to ha- kind of have those things kind of at your fingertips I guess and uh, inspiration for like flavors and stuff from yeah different things that's so cool um so you've got a background in chemistry (laughs) yes um how did you make the leap from using that into brewing and what got you into brewing? Uh, (laughs) um yeah so uh I did my I did a master's undergraduate master's degree at Warwick um in chemistry and um, didn't really have a plan of what I wanted to do after I graduated. I kind of just knew I wanted to do chemistry because I like playing with Bunsen burners. And then I got <laughs> to Warwick and was bitterly disappointed that for four years you don't get to touch a Bunsen burner. Um, <laughs> just, get, just heat plates. You're not allowed open flames in a lab. So that was disappointing. <laughs> um, this is not as advertised. <laughs> exactly. I was knowing pens in chemistry class and then I couldn't even do that. Um, yeah, so did, so yeah, was there for four years um, and didn't really have a plan of what I wanted to do afterwards. Um, I think I was in, yeah, I was in third year and um, my uh, partner at the time, it's actually a really weird cyclical story. So his parents lived up in Edinburgh and we went up for New Year's um, for Hogmanay and we were sat in the Hanging Bat bar in Edinburgh um, just drinking some beers. At the time, I, I mean, I liked beer, but I wasn't like particularly a craft beer nerd. Um, we just happened to be in there drinking some beer and he kind of jokingly suggested that um, I make beer for a living after I graduated. And then I've kind of run with it. <laughs> I love that origin story. That's a yeah. really brilliant origin story. <laughs> yeah, like, well, that seems like a great like combination of chemistry and like, you know, yeah. a physical job and problem solving and beer. And I was like, yeah, that seems good. So um, finished my chemistry degree, went traveling for um, six months uh, afterwards and actually didn't go to, I think I went to one brewery in LA. Um, but yeah, didn't kind of seek out going to breweries or tap rooms or anything which is obviously what I do now every time I go on holiday the first thing you do is go right brewery (laughs) in so and so um so yeah it's you know I went to the Azores like last year and I found a brewery on one island and like went and knocked on the door and wandered in and like (laughs) spoke to the guy that was in there who hardly spoke English and like was nosing around his brew kit so 
yes, which I so that I do that now, <laughs> but at the time didn't go to a single tap room particularly or like because I knew I wanted to work in beer, so I was kind of like. I feel like this will become a lot of my life. So kind of just traveling <laughs> oblivious to it, which was quite nice. And then came back, applied for a bunch of different jobs um, in the brewing industry. And yeah, got a job. my first job was um, at Wild Beer in um, Chateau Mallet in Somerset. Um, and I was there for a year and a half. Um, yeah, never home brewed, never like did any brewing beforehand just knew I kind of wanted to do it and I knew that like I'd find it interesting so yeah. just yeah applied for a job did I did a trial week and then they offered me a job um and then yeah within half a year I was brewing on their kit and um yeah the first amount the first brew of beer I ever did like most people was like oh yeah I did like a 50 liter brew in my garage or whatever the first amount I brewed was 3,000 liters so um <laughs> probably not a scale that people can do in their garage yeah um but yeah it was it was a great place to like learn the trade um and yeah I I was seller manager there for a year after the half year of brewing um yeah so problem solving putting weird things into beer the weirder the better so yeah. it was a good place to learn cleanliness and cross-contamination and how to do a really good CIP and you know all the things that brewers love how to do up a tri-clamp um and then uh, the opportunity came up to do um, a brewing and distilling masters up in Harriet Watt. So I left Wild Beer, moved up to Scotland, did uh, brewing and distilling masters, and ironically got a part-time job working at the Hanging Bat in Edinburgh. <laughs> Amazing. So then it came full circle. <laughs> Is it, um, so... So you mentioned about like obviously the seller manager stuff. I was I was curious. I saw that obviously in your in your bio, and I was sort of like um, putting the questions out that I was like, what questions do I want to ask? And I was just kind of like, I think people can make inference of what they think like that the role is, but like, what is the day to day like of a seller of manager? seller managing or yeah. just of, of being head brewer? Well, both. <laughs> Let's do both. Yeah. Um, Right. Well, well, when I was so salamander, so while beer was a bit bigger, we had something like, I think it was like 14 fermentation vessels, mm. six conditioning tanks. We were brewing three times a day. So they were 3000 litre brews and a 9000 litre tank. So we we're brewing three times a day into one tank. Um, every day there was some packaging going on of something. So it was always moving from or like once. So basically the seller manager does everything from after the brew day is just one day that's all it takes to make beer is one day or I had to make work then you know it's the job of the yeast to take it from you know day zero to when it's being packaged essentially so the seller manager's job is all of those bits in between so you're doing the monitoring of the fermentations every day you know you're checking the gravity and the ph make sure the gravity's dropping the yeast are doing their job fermenting the sugar into alcohol so that makes the gravity drop um, and produces CO2. So you'll also see the bubbles coming out of the tanks. Like so much of the weird thing that people don't tell you when you start working in a brewery is so much of working in a brewery is listening and smelling things. Like you, I can walk through a brewery, my, through my brewery, and I can hear whether something's going wrong. I can hear whether something's going wrong from my office with the door closed. Wow. Um, so <laughs> like impressive. so much of it is sound. <laughs> yeah. And also if someone comes around and like goes and does a tour or someone walks into the brewery or delivery guy comes into the brewery, you can smell them. If they're wearing aftershave, you can smell them before you can see them. Like it's very odd 
that you like come become so attuned to it yeah not a lot of it is sight weirdly um obviously you don't want to trip over the hoses though oh, yeah no well is that is that just because like you're used to you're making something you, this is what you're expecting it's gonna like smell like and sound like and everything and if someone comes in that's changing like yeah the, the dynamic of like what that what that aroma of that space is yeah, or is it just so you like can... you're more heightened <laughs> Yeah, so you can smell like what stage in fermentation things are at, like, um, but also like, I don't know, if you're emptying a tank of CO2 or whatever with the doors open and, you know, then you can kind of, I mean, you shouldn't smell the CO2, but it changes <laughs> the smell of the brewery. Yeah. Um, particularly sound is really like things overflowing, pumps making weird noises, CO2 like hissing, leaks in the tops of tanks, you can just hear a little noise um things carbonating bubble like rousing things they, they all kind of make different sounds um but yeah so the cellar manager is is day-to-day -day is is checking the gravity of the, all the beers in the tanks checking the ph of all the fermenting beers checking the temperatures make sure none of the temperature controls have got a bit funny or the glycol's kicking in at the wrong time um because you want to keep it at a certain temperature so you do that first part of the fermentation and then when it's starting to get near the end of the fermentation you want to raise that temperature like range up that it can reach um, and that will um, encourage the diacetyl to be turned into alpha uh, the alpha acetolactate which is less flavor active um, so you want that yeast to kind of get that last bit of energy uh, from that higher temperature which allows them to reabsorb the diacetyl which they've kicked out um, of their cell um, to reabsorb it back in um, and turn it into a less flavor active compound so you haven't got that butter butter popcorn flavor um, so then it kind of reaches the end of fermentation so you can see the temperature go up again because it's allowed to and then you can see it come back down as the gravity you starting to reach terminal gravity um, then the ph will start going up because the yeast will start dying um, and that raises the and then that makes them alkalize so the ph will go up so then you see that and then you're like all oh, right now is the time to or just before that is kind of when you want to be cropping your yeast um or knocking it off the bottom and then um yeah then wait until you've got that two constant a couple of constant days of gravity depends when you when or how you dry hop there's lots of different ways of doing it um but yeah then adding your dry hop rousing it for a couple of days making sure you're happy with the flavor putting up crash cooling it, putting in your finings, knocking that off the bottom, transferring it, centrifuging it, filtering it, however you're going to clarify it, moving it out of the tank into your conditioning tank, and then, yeah, waiting and carbonating it and packaging it. So that's the kind of, there's a lot of moving parts, which I quite enjoy, and I still quite enjoy, because I get to run the schedule for the brewery. So I think it's, it's that kind of problem solving. How are you going to get this beer to the finishing point while also managing all these other beers? I'm doing this because my schedule goes across yeah. the page. So <laughs> it's it's a timeline. Visualizing yeah, yeah, it. Timeline. No, no, no. I, yeah, I'm a visual person, so that yeah. it makes sense to me. But yeah, uh, for, I guess for anyone that's listening, you just kind of move moving across. my hand across. <laughs> yeah, across. <laughs> which large, which yeah. makes sense when you're watching it. So that's why you should be watching the video, actually. But um, but yeah, no. So, like, was that? Does it get to the point that you then hand it off to someone else, or like, do you still? Would you still, from a seller manager perspective? be involved in the actual like packaging of it if that's what you like the bottling canning whatever you're doing of it or does that get basically handed off to somebody else so the brewery I'm at the moment we, we all do it ourselves there's three three full-time production staff um, who are in the brewery every day and then we've got a delivery driver that's in the brewery kind of one or two days a week helping out um, so we 
do everything. Um, at Wild Beer, there were more people in production um, and they, we had a whole packaging team. So they had a packaging manager or whatever. So we, in the morning meeting, you'd hand over being like, right, this beer is ready. Then we package it and they do checks on it before they then package it, make sure it's tasted, signed off and then and tasted by multiple people in the team and then and then be packaging it and checking it as through the packaging run for, you know, dissolved oxygen, CO2, carbonate, like making sure everything's correct. Yeah, cool. So then your, your day to day now at Gritchy, like what does what does like an average what, what could an average day look like? um well at the moment we're getting ready for a seltzer audit so a lot of it is doing paperwork which isn't that fun um i'm sure that's yeah. exactly what you looked forward to you were like i can't wait to get into brewing i don't mind paperwork it means it's warm in the office yeah. um yeah. so basic day let's look so yeah monday is normally just like trying to work out what's going on and plan for the week i, I plan a week i plan a month in advance but yeah you end up Monday is always kind of a firefighting day. Um, normally, Monday, we'll wash casks ready for Tuesday is our racking day. Um, so normally we wash casks. We've got a three head cask washer. So that's get two people on it. You can wash about 100 casks in a day, probably a bit more if you get a wiggle on and don't stop for lunch. Um, but yeah, so washing casks and then um, laying them all out to be racked. Tuesday, we're racking. So kind of we take a job each, basically. So one person will be brewing, one person will be washing casks, where it takes one person to rack for the day, one person to keg, one person to filter. Um, so we kind of, I try and schedule about two tasks a day. So a lot of my job is also like managing the schedule. So making sure that we are brewing the right amount of beer, it's coming out at the right time, making sure that we have enough stock and we're holding enough stock to be able to deliver for that week. Um, Because we do all our own deliveries and all our own, we don't have a distributor or anything. So um, two of our delivery, we got two delivery drivers and they go into London once or twice a week, depending on what the pub needs. Um, So that kind of is quite a bit further afield. Um, But it's nice that we can have that kind of face-to-face, almost customer service with people. And also people call up on a Thursday and go, oh my gosh, I've run out of beer. I don't know what to do. And we're like, okay, we'll be there in 20 minutes. Um, which is nice. And or, or we get people calling up going, the keg is doing something weird. Mm. And you're like, okay, I'll come and have a look <laughs> at it for you. So we basically have to do all the jobs, the dispensing, yeah. to the brewing. Um, but yeah, so day to day, it's it's more making sure everyone knows what they're doing for the day, comfortable doing for what they're doing for the day. Um, everyone's got all the stuff that they need and everyone's filling in the paperwork that they should be filling in. Um, so salsa are happy. <laughs> That's, that's really good though the like if someone calls you up and goes oh, I just you know this isn't it's not dispensing in the way it should or you know something doesn't feel right or whatever can you know can you come and have a look that is such like such a good value add as well that it's like you know they'll have a member of the team you know close enough by that can be like okay well I'll be there and I'll check it out and I think like that's something that when it comes to like smaller you know smaller breweries and it's like that is something that you can do and I feel like the bigger you get it it becomes harder to do that kind of like service and I feel like that is such a value add and it must be like you know the places you're selling to must absolutely love being able to like feel like they can call on you and and get that help yeah we get people calling us asking about problems for other people's beer (laughs) um (laughs) which I'm less inclined to go and help. No. Um, yeah, yeah. But, um, but yes, I, don't, I think the nature of, it's particularly cask, I think, that's, that can be the problem. It's such a, um, 
difficult well it's such an accessible way of dispensing beer but also incredibly difficult to do well yeah. or right um without googling it do you know what i mean we have people yeah. calling up asking to buy a cask for their hendu or stag do or whatever <laughs> and, and it's fine it's not a problem like they can come pick it up from the brewery and we'll give them a stillage and a tap and we'll give them a rundown of how to do it but you know then it leaves your brewery and like you know are they going to look after it there's way more variables in that leaving the brewery than there is in a keg leaving a yeah, brewery yeah. unless they're dispensing it with air out of a linder or something right. but it, it's it's so difficult to co- I'm not control that product but just make sure that the drinker is having the experience that you intended them to have yeah I feel like I'd be too stressed to try to be like I'll get You'd a cask so I'd be like I can a lit like a Linda like I can hook up a Linda like I I have now done it a few times to the point that I could figure out setting up a Linda like that's fine I can figure out the you know co2 problems with that when it comes to a cask, I feel like I'd be like, this is too stressful. I <laughs> like for like a hen do, I'd be like, oh, it just, I think it has that like, for me, that like mystery around it of like, I feel like I would just massively fuck it up. <laughs> and I'd be like, oh, just don't do that. It's very easy to screw up, to be yeah. fair. <laughs> That's um, what I feel like I'd be like, oh no, I just, I can't, I can't be doing that. I'll just get the All bottom. you have to do is go into someone's cellar and accidentally knock a cask that's being dispensed and immediately all the beer's like hazy oh. and got loads of rubbish. Don't tell her that. Oh, that's so stressful. I'm never, next time someone's like, come look at my cellar. I'll be like, no, 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 no. I'll just stay out here. <laughs> I'll peer I'll my head in it's fine <laughs> I'm just going to go back to you talking about it being a very physical job and tell a little story so Alex and I met uh, in the day job um, we were in the Hallertau we went to the there is a hop museum there oh look she's got a jumper on got my, got I've got my on. bathhouse so she's my got a t-shirt <laughs> and uh, so at, at the hop museum like it goes through all the history and stuff and then there's a bit at the end where they've got a hop pole and of course they have to be taken out of the ground and you can you have to go up and see if you can lift this hop pole out of the ground and the lady's like oh it's quite heavy like you know who who wants to come up and try and there's like all the all all these lovely people who were with us on the boat on on the tour we love them all but all men and Alex (laughs) (laughs) yeah just me and Alex is like well, I'll do it. I'll do it. There was nearest to it. It wasn't like I was just pushing men out of the way. <laughs> no, no, it wasn't literally. Like, they were very quiet. And she was like, I'll do it. I'll, I'll do it. And so she goes up there and literally, like, picks up this pole and is just like, whoop, straight out of the ground and back down again like it's like it's nothing. It was brilliant. And then one of the other brewers came up and couldn't lift it. And it was, it was brilliant. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I work out for a reason. It's all yeah, good. Right. I was going to say like that, that to me is like, it's amazing just because of how, how often there is that argument of like, oh, well, you know, maybe it's the physicality of the right. job, which is why no, it's, it's, it. it's like, no, 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 no. no, no. no I was we can do it. We can do it. <laughs> On that same oh. trip at Drink Tech, someone told me that there was no women there because they didn't want to be there. So that yeah. was an interesting perspective. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Alex was going around being like, well, then there's not a lot of women here. Why do you think there's no women here? And this guy was literally like, oh, they don't want to be here. 
I was like, did you invite them all? <laughs> Every single one. <laughs> Do they all RSVP? No. We don't fancy it. men like you here. Yeah, that's the real reason. That is honestly, I don't he even was, know how to. One of the worst people I think I've ever spoken to. Yeah. I don't even know how to react to that. <laughs> to the fact that they're not here because they don't yeah. want to be. They didn't oh, fancy okay. it. Just didn't fancy yeah. it. Yeah, just didn't fancy <laughs> it in there. Yeah. They know all of this stuff already. Yeah. <laughs> that's um, like, yeah, it is, quite, it is quite a physical job. Like, I think. I think that is one of the things that possibly puts off women from applying in the industry yeah. is because yeah. especially within production there are there aren't that many women in well especially in management roles in production but even in just production in general um but a lot of a lot of advertisements for production roles will specify must be able to lift 25 kilos yeah that's like a standard thing on a lot of a lot of adverts and I think unless you have an idea of how heavy 25 kilos is which a lot of people, let alone a lot of women, don't have an idea of how heavy yeah. that is. Then how are you going to know whether you can lift that or not? Right. Unless yeah, you're going it, to the gym and specifically it, lifting that amount of weight. I was going to say, it's that thing, though, as well, of, like, sometimes if you, like, like, I know I've helped move many a sofa in you know in the you know when we've moved house and we've done this that and it's like lots of lifting and lots of that type of stuff but like in my head yeah exactly if I saw 25 kilos I'd be like oh I don't oh I don't know maybe maybe that is like if they're calling it out that must be like re like that must be something I should know about maybe I can't do that so that's I think a very very valid point you also you don't have to be able to lift it like over your head and bench press right. it or like do a, like a row with it you've yeah. just got to lift it a bit like it's not yeah. and it's and, and even if, if you can't lift it there are normally other people that can do, lift yeah. stuff or at least help you like a full cask weighs 50 kilos that's legally you're not allowed to lift yeah. that on your own <laughs> so yeah. the people who are there throwing them up on like on pallets and stuff a, it's quite dangerous and really bad for your back. And B, you don't have to lift it. Yeah. Someone can help you. There can be two of you. You lift it together. Yeah. It makes it a hell of a lot easier. And I do remember when we did the International Women's Day. I remember when we did the International Women's Day brew and I was like adamant that I was like, <laughs> if these dudes are going to pick these bags up on their own, I'm picking this bag up on my own. And then well, that's I remember 25 like, kilos. I'm assuming yeah. you're talking about a yeah, bag. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 but yeah. I think like it had I not done that experience, and I saw like an ad like that, I'd be like, oh, I don't, I don't know if I could do it. But then on the day, I was like adamant that I was like, if other people can do this, I can do this. I'm gonna do it. And then like Rachel, like, oh, she is absolutely lovely, amazing, amazing brewer, and she is Rachel like, Sutherland. Right, no, Rachel um, Green. Rachel Green. Okay. Don't know if you've met her. Don't think you have. Because I don't think you have. She's no. she was at Heist when we were when we were um, brewing the international women's yeah. brew. She she kind of led it all, and uh, it was it was great because she was like, "Here's the skill. Here's how you did it." And she was just kind of like teaching us of like there is a knack to doing it, and if you know that knack to how you pick that bag up in the right way, like yeah, it's so much easier to do. And like the second she like, because I remember trying to lift it myself and being like. Oh, I just I can't get the right grip on it and I just I don't know and then they were like well you can just like take little scoops out and put it in and I was like no I am lifting this bag and then she's like do it this way hold it like this put it on your shoulder like that and like you're, you're pouring a bag that. of mold into <laughs> something like, that's like this. high up it's a, it's a skill like it's yeah. without spilling 100%. it it's yeah 100% like, 
I'm so glad we don't have to do like because I we we have a mill, so I mean I've got to lift it up to kind of waist height, mm. but and then tip the whole bag over and just open it out. Do you know what I mean? But pouring a little bit of that weight in is is challenging. Like I would find that. I mean, you can't see it on the, I guess on the video or the podcast, but I'm six foot one, like, and I would and I struggle to do that kind of stuff. So there's always a way around it to like to make it accessible to everyone. It's just a shame that um some people feel like they can't I guess apply for those kind of jobs yeah yeah really true um so we've talked a little bit about about the estate do you want to describe your brewery for us (laughs) our brewery is the most beautiful brewery (laughs) I think there's some kind of we should get some kind of plaque 100 percent um yeah it's uh it's the it's it's the dream brewery to work in and own, I guess, because, you know, <laughs> um, that's why Guy bought it and put it in his house, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so it's a Gravity Systems kit. So we do a uh, 4,000 litre brew size. Um, we have four ferment- we have four original fermentation vessels, um, which were w- with the original brewery, and they are 4,000 litres each. Um, we have two, I think they then got two double vessels, so they're 8,000 litres each, and then they bought three, this is before my time, I've been there for two years now, two and a bit years, um, then they bought three um, smaller uh, 1,200 litre vessels, um, so that's in context what, that's about 30 casks-ish, probably get about 80 casks out of a 4,000 litre vessel and then 160 out of a 80, 80 heck vessel. Mm. Um, and then we've just put in, oh, we also have a BBT, so a bright beer tank, um, which is, I think it's actually about 7,000 litres. Um, I would have got a bigger one, but I inherited it, didn't get to choose it. So we've put in two more tanks la- at the end of the summer last year, and they are... I haven't brimmed them yet, um, but they're probably, I'd say they're probably a hundred heck. Okay. We put over 90 and it didn't come out the CIP arm. So probably a hundred heck. <laughs> um, we were like, what's the tallest tank we can get in this space? And like, we're just going to make use of it as opposed to, you know, not like it's just air, you know, yeah. Um, yeah. above. Um, so yeah, and then the unique thing I guess about our brewery is that all of the tanks and the brewery and the boiler are all clad in copper, um, <laughs> just for aesthetic purposes, not for functional purposes. Um, it's very pretty. Um, it's just a shame that only I get a look at it every day and production <laughs> stuff. I was just gonna say it's like you've you've got like the prettiest stuff. <laughs> Someone's like, we also Can I see have... the brewery, and you're like, no, no, sorry, we don't. <laughs> no, well, actually, that's not even the prettiest bit. So the brewery is an extension of an original farm building. Um, so it's all local sandstone clad, basically. But they put this building in and then made it look like it's part of the original building. Um, but it, the original building is like this long lodge. So think wooden floorboards, absolutely huge, insane paintings, um, big long tables. We've got a giant pizza oven. Um, and then there's a whole copper clad working bar, four keg lines, the four cask lines. Um, that's also 
I'm afraid not open to the public. Um, <laughs> it's used for the shoots and private yeah. events for um, you know the family and and the people who work <laughs> on the estate. Yeah, for Guy Ritchie, because he can. Guy Ritchie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> why not? He's a lovely guy. I mean, yeah. why yeah. why wouldn't you have your own right. bar in your own house? Like, I was going like, to say, absolutely. I was just like, yeah. like you said, though, it's like you hear about how pretty it is. You're just like, oh, I just want to see it. And then you're like, oh, no, come I'll visit. I mean, it. not <laughs> everyone. This isn't an extended invite no. to everyone listening. This is just you guys. <laughs> I've got a question that you probably get asked a lot. And it's like, how involved is Guy in in the process? Like, is is he is he more hands off? Like, you know, do your thing, or is he? Does he like to get involved? Does he like to kind of does does he like the process enough to sort of like be involved in that, or is it more just like I trust you, you know, implicitly? So kind of thing. a bit of both. Um, I think so. I wasn't there during lockdown. I started December twenty twenty. Um, but I think during lockdown, because obviously everyone, all the filming stopped, all of his other stuff stopped. So I think they were up at the brewery quite a lot. I think there's videos of them on the bot, like him and his family and his kids on the bottling line um, cool. from that time. Um, but yeah, it's, you know, ultimately it's his business and it ultimately it is a business. It's not the problem that kind of comes. It's like a double edged sword, basically having Guy as the boss. Like there are so many perks, but also there is a lot of misconceptions that I think people immediately are like oh it's Guy Ritchie's brewery do you know what I mean like oh it's a celebrity's brand they put their name on a brand but he does care about pub culture British pub culture um and cask ale and traditional ale and he taste tests all the beer that we make um which is obviously a very important job um and yeah it's it's important to him that we make beer that you know he likes and that he thinks other people will like um yeah it's a, it's an interesting kind of balance it's unlike a lot of other craft breweries and the fact that it's there's that kind of there's one person kind of that ultimately has the veto power do you know what I mean although he obviously doesn't use it um but it's it's not like a I don't really know how to put it <laughs> he he tries all the beers he likes all the beers that we make it's important to him that he likes the beers and it's important that we make good quality beers because also his name is on yeah. on it as well right Jesus. Exactly. Exactly. yeah that's his name it's weird that people don't get that connection straight away <laughs> <laughs> but hey i was gonna say is it's like well i think i guess if you didn't know that it was his brew like if you just kind of had heard about it through somewhere else like didn't know it was his you'd be like oh that's an interesting name but the second you know it's his like there's no <laughs> I feel like there's yeah, no it's kind of a weird one because I watch people people's perception of the brewery change so like I'll have people try the beer and then like and then be like oh this is Guy Ritchie's beer or whatever and they'll be like oh yeah it's not like oh, I don't know it's like they almost think it's a gimmick like their opinion right. of it will go down because someone fa- someone's famous is attached to it which really isn't the case you know like everyone that works there is very passionate about what we do it's not a gimmick all of the equipment that he has is like top of the range like so lovely to work there and so lovely to work with um you know it it enables us to make consistent good quality beer every single time and that's ultimately what any craft brewery wants let alone 
one that's owned by a celebrity yeah that's just that's really that's a really interesting point because I wonder if like there's some whether it's unconscious or, or you know if it's like a subconscious type situation where they just go oh well I'm used to celebrities just having like you said putting their face on a brand and therefore I'm kind of like subconsciously or unconsciously thinking that's what he's doing and now all of a sudden I need to find something that I don't like about it when like two minutes ago they did like it like that is a yeah. really interesting observation it <laughs> almost way, brings in crazy. like tabloid opinions of a product yeah that yeah. is what, what does he think of the galaxy Nepa? he's more of a he likes so English law is his favorite which is yeah. our like you know core beer it's the one that everyone's seen it's in the opening scenes of the gentleman with the pump clip (laughs) and the you know that stuff um it's oh so previously that beer has only been available in cask um so only kind of at local pubs around us um at the end of last year we did a couple of well a couple we did a i think about 50 um brew your own at home um with the malt miller bag in box fermentable work kits which came directly from our brewery basically so you just have to cut the bag open into a box into a bucket and add yeast a clean bucket might I add Mm. Uh, I take no responsibility for anyone's home brewing with that kit apart from I made the work Um, the work is fine it's what you do with it like Um, like 90% of brewing is cleanliness isn't it if you have some manky bucket in your back of your garden that you put the work into I am not part this is not English law So, um, yeah, so we did a kit with Malt Miller that was English law, brew your own at home, which is the first time it's kind of been outside of being able to get it at the pub. Um, this year, we are launching English law in bottle, in 500 mil bottle, um, which is super exciting. It'll be our first 500 mil bottle, but we thought it kind of goes a bit better with the traditional ale style. Yeah, definitely. Um, than the smaller bottles. Um, but yeah, it's super exciting. It's um now then people will be able to order it in the online shop um, and yeah and get it outside of London and Dorset Wiltshire. <laughs> um, I'm nearly finished this. The I Galaxy. Should we? I've sent you some other ones. Yeah, but, um, we're, 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 literally, yeah. literally, mine was super. Yeah, gone. <laughs> I was like, gone. yeah, and it's gone. What's uh, yeah, we've got the. I've got the, so the other ones you've got are a um you've got our so these are all our core range. Well, mm-hmm. other than the Nipa, um so all of our core range are called something law, English law, angels law, moon law, sun law, winter law, um and they're all based winter on law the. Is lovely. Winter law is great. Mm-hmm. That was I'm one of my faves, but that's also my recipe. Um, <laughs> I'm biased. Um, but yeah, so they're all um. So Guy's really uh, keen on and, and into Loric tales and uh, like, you know, passed down of folklore and stuff. And um, all of the angels are also like have names and they are actual angels in the Bible, I think. Um, and uh, yeah, so all of our core ones have angel, beautiful angel designs on them. Uh, so Angel's Law is our Heller's Lager. It's 4.2%. It's Sars and Hallertau Hersbrucker. Um, the and then the other one that you've got is Moon Law, which is our New World Pale Ale. It's a bit more like a um, kind of, I guess, more of a take, like more to, leaning towards an IPA. Um, it's got like New World hops in it, so it's Vic Secret, Chinook, Centennial, and Amarillo. Um, it's a bit more bitter, I think. So we did a blind tasting the other day, 
um, and like put a blindfold on and taste it. Dear God, that is difficult. Yeah, it's really um, hard. I think we did six different beers and I, I think all of us got four out of six. Oh, that's but, quite good. Um, well I tried to screw over our head of operations um but by because I chose what order he tasted them in and he yeah. I gave him the stout first <laughs> so he tried wow. this and he also had a cold so he tried the stout and went yeah yeah this is winter law put it down swap it for another one and I next one I chose was the lager oh. and he drinks it and goes no that's winter law oh no <laughs> I was like, no oh no your reputation in beer um <laughs> so yeah so that was quite funny um but everyone else kind of confused our lager for our like for some of the hoppier ones it's got quite a citrusy um kind of zing to it I guess yeah um but yeah it's super clean and fresh so I mean try whichever one takes your fancy with that with that in mind should we do the lager yeah I'm gonna put it in a clean glass again I'm just gonna on the video if you watch the video this the artwork is just I love it I think it's yeah, it really, really pretty. And even like the bottle top is just yeah, really, really, yeah. That's our tetramorph. So it's it, the little um, kind of yeah, creature like, with winged creature with a barrel. It's like there's attention to detail everywhere. We were saying, I don't think we were recording at the time, but like the way that you, that it was like packaged even, it like how it came to us even felt like that, that was like a presentation in itself. <laughs> It was yeah, so, so we've got like, lovely um, packaged. Like paper tape that's all biodegradable and cardboard biodegradable. And yeah, it's all like packaged really beautifully. Our gift boxes at Christmas go down really well. So um, yeah. yeah, I think that this Christmas we did some limited re- release bar blades. Um, I think it was. I saw the, um, the bar runner. Design blade, but yeah, we've mm. got, oh, we've got beautiful bar the runner. bar Actually, runner with all the angels on it. I've got, I've like, got oh. one. Give me a second because I literally <laughs> have one. It's got that really like lovely crackery dough flavor to it, and then that lemony spritz. It is, yeah. Oh, I love it. Um, there's like a little bit of dryness to it mm. as well, which is just like. Oh. Here is our bar runner. Oh, that is gorgeous. Gorgeous. That is the most beautiful bar runner yeah. <laughs> I have ever seen. <laughs> so it's got all the angels on all it. All the angels on it's it gorgeous. together. Yeah. Oh. It just is like it's it looks so like cool. a tapestry that should just be like hung yeah. up somewhere, and not sat on a bar. I think we we take a lot of like obviously guy takes a lot of pride and and whatever in, in the aesthetic and like how the whole thing hangs together and and yeah now even the like I mean this is a quite a dirty pint glass but yeah the pint glasses all have the oh, angels yeah. on the bottom and yeah so we have really beautiful stuff point of sale stuff that comes <laughs> with it which is quite nice. It just it feels like there's attention to detail in every aspect, whether that's literally the packaging of it or, you know, putting together all the angels that are like featured on the bottles, like across a, a bar runner. Like that is so much like that. You can tell that there's a lot of cohesion there between everything and like the attention to details there. And it's just like visually very pleasing to look at. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, which is it's important to us when we do our crafty arrange to have that also hark back to hark not being a comedic <laughs> term. Um, hark back to uh, the, the angels. <laughs> that was terrible. <laughs> it worked so well, Thanks. though. I yeah. love how you said it. And you're like, oh, yeah. that's oh, oh, no. oh, I've said it now. <laughs> oh, no. Gotta take it back now. What do you think of the lager? It's really nice. I was just saying, there's like we we were saying, gosh, I was like, there's this like nice like dryness to it as well. 
that is just for me it's mm. just re- and then that like pop of like the lemon mm. it's just citrusy pop. I think it's not a lot of our beers we don't we don't aim to like for them to be insanely experimental or out there it's just a case of like consistent good quality like beers that make you want to drink more of them I think it's that and it makes me want to like have a nice snack with it like I want a nice like salty like snack to go with it it feels like it would go really well with like I don't know some like lightly salted nuts or something <laughs> I feel like I want to sit outside somewhere yeah. in nice weather drinking this and having some like proper pub snacks yeah it's feeding into that whole pub culture <laughs> thing isn't it Absolutely. So we did last year, we did um, a bunch of events with our, so we have a converted Bedford horse box that is like a bar and, and it has a copper, like it literally is identical replica essentially of the bar that we have at the brewery. Um, all copper clad. Um, it's stunning. If you want to see pictures of it, I think there's some on the Instagram um, and probably pictures of the bar as well, I think. Um, but with that went to a bunch of events last year and it's the it's that attention to detail like you kind of coming into like pulling up at a place and you'll just like fold it down and then there's a bar there and it's got that bar feel um and we did plastic cup like printed plastic cups that had all the angels going around them and nice. it was like you know a deposit for a cup but a lot of people then them rather than giving back to us yeah i would 100%. yeah, yeah. <laughs> i'd be like that is a deposit well spent yeah keeping that cup how does it feel working in a brewery where like it's got that level of attention to detail and you get to be like a part of that I think it makes you want to like strive to make it good do you know what I mean like it makes you not cut corners or um you know just be like oh it'll be fine you know you have to get things to match because you know someone else has put that much time and effort into it then it's important that you also put that much time and effort into it um and yeah making there's I I can't describe to you what it feels like when you're in a pub and someone's drinking your beer or you're watching someone drink your beer as a brewer like or as someone who's even like someone who especially someone who's written the recipe brewed the beer packaged the beer and then someone's drinking it yeah it's like I don't know it's like a little happy warm like it's just it's I don't know I I think I think that's like sad but no no like, when yeah, we literally, no. when we've like brewed, when we brewed one that was our peanut butter and jelly porter, Joe like helped develop like the basically used for like porter recipe. And, and obviously like we went and we like did that brew and it was like seeing it, it felt, it felt so stupid in some ways because I, because I think about how like, like someone like yourself, like this is your job day in and day out. Like you must be like, oh yeah. Like obviously it's different based on what you're saying now. But like in my brain, I'm like, you must go like, oh, you get used to it. You see your beer out there all the time, whatever. We saw it on one tap and we were like, oh my God, that's <laughs> ours. We did that. And it was just like, oh, and then you'd see people like checking it in and saying like something nice about it. And you're like, someone's saying something nice. And it's just like, it, you know, in my brain, I'd be like, oh, you must think that's so stupid because you are so used to doing it but then obviously hearing your perspective being like it's nice that it's still for you sounds like it's just as exciting I think it's because I we don't I think if you have a tap room if you have a tap room or whatever and you're there brewing and people are drinking your beer and it's like part of the brewery I think that novelty would wear off but because the brewery is is a private like it's you know it's not 
open to the public it's private it's you know i don't then i also don't live around the brewery we're in a couple of bars in bournemouth but like i also don't really go out that much because i spend most of my time rowing or working out <laughs> yeah i think it's it because we're so away from people drinking it i think that's i still get that like sparkle of like I, I get it less of like you know seeing it on a tap handle or whatever because you know the sales guy will send out and send photos and we'll be posting them on instagram of other people's tap handles and stuff like that and we have the taps and stuff at the bar and we can pour our own but i think it's just especially when i go to london and to law of the land or whatever and you're just sat in there no one knows who you are and yeah. you're just sat there i was I, you know a couple of months ago just sat there reading a book you know i had some food the bar staff were obviously lovely and looked after me, brought me and whatever and it was all good but you're just sat there and you're like no one knows who I am but I made that like yeah. that thing you're holding in your hand <laughs> like and it's so cool to have like a product at the end of what you've done do you know what I mean not just something that's imaginary it's like yeah. it's there you can taste it smell it feel it it's there that's cool is there any is there any part of you that like just wants to be like sat at the bar and then be like so uh <laughs> what do you think about that do you enjoy that movie? <laughs> Just no, like, no, really casual. Like, you're like, you're like, this is that. really also, good, isn't it? Well, <laughs> it's odd. You, you like the bit? Um, yeah, no, I, part of me does kind of want to do that. Yeah. I don't know if this could be included, but yeah, there's some, because of who, like, my job sounds like a catfish. So... <laughs> I don't know if this can be. She's really funny was, when she tells people. It's really funny. I was gonna say, like, I can yeah, because it's like it okay, so does. I'm like, oh, it says like head brewer at brewery. Because I'm like, I don't also I've established if you Google because my name's spelt with an I, if right. you Google my name, Alex Brewery or Brewer Beer, I come up. It's not a, <laughs> it's not not a secret. You. Yeah. Yeah, I mean I don't know why people or men don't Google people, but cool. Um <laughs> <laughs> they're like well, what brewery do you work at and then you're, or like how, how you know oh what you, know, you make beer for a living and then they always have these questions I kind of like skirt around it or whatever or yeah. you'll meet someone in the bar for the first time or you'll meet up for the first time and be like oh um and oh what do you do for work and you're like oh well, it just it sounds like a made-up job you're like oh yeah no I'm the head brewer for Guy Ritchie's brewery and you're like, like yeah right <laughs> yeah sure <laughs> yeah cool <laughs> or like it must be the like yeah 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 that's brewery and they're like you know what brewery is it and you're like Oh, I I don't know if you know it's you know Guy Ritchie's brewery. <laughs> they're probably like what? Yeah. <laughs> and they're like what? The Guy Ritchie. The I don't know if you've heard of him, but um, you know Guy Ritchie. <laughs> He's kind of a big deal. <laughs> I can imagine that probably sounds like an absolute catfish. Like, but but where do you really brew? And you're like, yeah, Guy Ritchie. Yeah, no, oh, I'm actually an accountant. <laughs> Sometimes it's said by what's your favourite Guy Ritchie film? And weirdly, I've not really seen any. Yeah, but I, I, that's think that, I was going to say, I, I think almost that's think that's fair. maybe like kind of even better in that sense. Because yeah. like you have, like there's no, there's, there's small bias. Dude. Yeah, you just, yeah, exactly. like, there's there's just the boss. Smaller, like, there's like, a smaller yeah, just the dude that owns the bias there. Yeah. And, and like, bills. Yeah. I think that, that probably. Probably also, them. it's kind of weird once you have the job to go back and watch the back catalogue yeah, of right? your boss's yeah, films. No, like, yeah, that feels weird. <laughs> yeah, that feels weird. <laughs> like, yeah, I, was say, I can see, like, going back and be like, so. What if I'm really into them and then what I can't talk film now? But then you anymore. can't talk to him. Oh, you've got, like, loads of questions. You're like, I can't ask him these questions about his work. Like, I can't do it. 
just have to pepper it in when you're doing like bits of the job. <laughs> like so bad. Like so, here's here's the new beer. But can you answer all these questions <laughs> about snatch? Thanks. Yeah, that is um, that's like do you, like when you tell people about that, do, do they immediately? Because obviously, I I asked a question about like how involved is he? Because I thought that's probably like an obvious question that a lot of people are gonna have. Is that kind of the first thing? Like when they know you work there. The first thing is always what's he like. Yeah, what's he like? It's always what's he like every single time. What's who? What's Guy Ritchie like? It's just a do. Which is a really weird question to ask about a person. How do you yeah. answer that? Yeah, yeah. like yeah. he's right. fine. He's just a bloke. He's right. Guy. <laughs> right. Yeah. He's no, a no, nice he's guy. Good. He's around a lot of the time. He's away. He spends he's time with his family. Yeah. He's, he's busy. Oh, <laughs> he's, he's busy. Busy man. Yeah. Yeah. I know, I hundred percent. How? Just to switch it to like, sorry, this is like a sharp turn from from the Kai Ritchie chat. But, the, um, <laughs> but so obviously, I I watched like the panel that you and Joe were on for the festival. Um, how? I feel like, like I blacked out for that. <laughs> no, it was re- reading my notes. Really good. It what was really great was like I happened to because they had put it on Facebook live and um, they did Facebook live with it and I like I uh, I was like I want to make sure I watch Joe's and I wanted to make sure I watch like Emma from Miracles and 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 Pip was on and I was like oh I want to make sure I watch all these like people these like these amazing just inspiring people and um but I also didn't realize that they were doing it on live I happened to catch it by mistake when I was like looking to see timings of things to see if it was going to be somewhere, I just happened to catch it at the right time when they were starting a panel. And I happened to, I was on calls that day and I happened to catch that panel like with you, Joe. And it was really, really good. And like, what was it like going, like, like going to that festival and being on a I panel? Loved and- it. It, was so, <laughs> it was so wholesome. It was so really nice. Like, so I, I haven't been back up to Edinburgh in, like in a while either, so it was nice to go back up because I've been there for two years. So I got to catch up with friends and like see people I haven't seen in a really long time. So it was nice to like kind of see that. And then there was that there was a bunch of takeovers, so like we caught up with people beforehand and like had pizza and drunk beer and chatted about beer and like. That's the thing. When I was traveling and I didn't go to all these tap rooms, I'm kind of glad that I didn't because now all of my free time is beer and all of my work time is beer. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. all I talk about is beer, which is fine. I don't have a problem with it now. I've already I've done my time of not talking about beer. Um, but yeah, it was so nice to kind of uh, meet people like I've not met a lot of those women before. And it was really nice to kind of share knowledge and share ideas and um just get to know people in the industry that way like it was a really nice environment to kind of learn about what people are doing and what people what people are working on and you know no one was trying to like catch anyone out regardless of me like not remembering anything I said because I just got really nervous but like I think I said something about what are people going to brew next year and I just said lager or whatever's yeah. the cheapest um yeah. and I still stand by that I, I don't I think you've been I don't think no. you've been proven wrong though because I, no. I I think the thing is like everyone that's coming out with what they predict the trends are going to be it's yeah. like like everything we Lock said is, is like what I, everyone else was... is now saying. We're like, that's what we said. We are oracles. <laughs> <You're welcome>. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, that it's yeah, I think it's, it's I think it's really a really cool. nice yeah, it was a really nice environment to get to know people in. And like I was pouring some of my beers as well, which was really nice because 
unless you, you are around here or in the pub in London, it's like it's not really out out there kind of thing. Um, so it was nice to go to try some of my beers, um, so and a lot excited. of people got to try some of the beers for the first time. Exactly, everyone That's gave good. them all really good ratings on Untapped, so. <laughs> which isn't a be all and end all. But I kind yeah. of sometimes like looking through them and being like, well, right? I wonder what people have said. It's, it's yeah. nice though. Although when you a like lot of the time, it maybe is the most helpful feedback. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, it was really nice to meet people and like network and see people's faces and like put names to faces and um, yeah, it was good. I'd like to do more events like that. I promise I'll actually speak coherently. <laughs> you, no, you, you, were very, you were very, you yeah, you were very coherent. Yeah. I, I like that, you, like, in your mind, you're like, next time I'll be more coherent, you just blacked out. But actually, you did a really good job. <laughs> you might have, dis- you might have felt like you disassociated at the moment, but actually, you, you, it was really good. And it was just like, really. And I think, like, even going back to kind of what you said at the beginning about how you're like, I never homebrewed. I just, like, it was suggested that I could use chemistry for brewing and I was like yeah cool I think the thing is like that's really inspiring that like somebody can just have like be studying something that links in with with the beer world in some form whether that's you know the brewing side of things or the marketing side of things and and I do think like a lot of times you know young like younger people aren't told that this is kind of an option of something you can do like you might yeah. just like to drink beer, but you don't actually think about how it could be a career. And I think it's really inspiring yeah, the fact that you could go for something like you could be studying chemistry and then be like, actually, uh, I think I want to like, Some I random use this. be like, hey, it's a good idea to make beer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but but the like, fact who that knows you've gone... chemistry leads to brewing, leads yeah, like to beer. Like who at, puts those two things together and goes, oh yeah, that's the same thing. But but it's yeah, that it's that exactly, element it's of like. I mean you've done it <laughs> like you've shown that you didn't have to be there avidly homebrewing to sort of be like oh cool this is the only way that I can step into that is to do this because not everybody for example has the space and the budget and and the ability to be able to like do that so some people yeah. might go because I can't do that and I can't homebrew like well there's no you know I'm never going to be able to brew so it's like it's yeah I think it's important it's to there's a lot of knowledge behind it and just a trial and error, like the actual physicality of like working in a commercial brewery versus doing homebrew is like polar oh, opposites yeah. apart. Just because you can brew a good beer in a bucket does not mean that you can brew a good beer when there are pumps yeah. Yeah. and CO2 and tanks and whatever involved. Like you do need that hands-on experience. I was, I am not denying that I was absolutely lucky in getting that job while beer um at the time that I did and all of that stuff like it it is a really really difficult industry to get into um I think I've seen a lot of people recently wanting to get into it from like bar work and hospitality work which is definitely doable but the grounding I think you need is ultimately unfortunately in science and that kind of problem solving aspect of it um which is tricky like stem subjects especially for women is like not hugely openly accessible um and you're not really told that it's even particularly an option unless you really yeah. depends on bunts and burners um so i think it's it is a tricky one but there's so many books out there and there are so many like videos and whatever 
I definitely, when I first started applying for jobs, like Googled, how do you brew? Like to that basic level, like I was like writing down, right, this is what the brew day you do. You do the milling and then the mashing and then the boiling and then the fermentation and then the packaging. And I'm sat there with my notes, like literally talking to people on Zooms or whatever, interviewing brewing jobs. And I knew nothing like now looking back at it, like I was so not prepared. Um, but yeah, I think it's important to have homebrewing kind of demonstrates that passion, but there are other ways of demonstrating that a hundred percent. So this one's Moon Law, which is the new world parallel that you said. Ooh, it is beautifully yes. clear. Look at that. It's so caramelly. Yeah. I like the head up retention on this bad boy. They all have pretty good head retention now. We've had some yeah. like issues with some head retention, but I feel like we've we've kind of cracked it in the last couple of batches. Yeah. This is beautiful. Look at I that. I had to. Uh, I was at work, so I was at a work thing yesterday, and we have a tap line in um, our office. And unfortunately, I'm not even gonna. It's it's not it's not the brewery that you might immediately think it is, but I'm not gonna say what brewery it is because it's not one that I'm like, yeah, let's talk about this. But it's just what they got in the office, um, and I was trying to pour like a little bit of one and I was like oh there's zero head retentionless and I was doing everything I felt like I was in A&E trying to resuscitate this bit like I was like what can I do to get this and I was like trying every trick I knew and I eventually got like like that like a tiny tiny thin layer and I was like I'll take it because like no one else seemed nobody else seemed to be able to get any head retention on theirs and I was like operated on this thing I was like don't die on me I'm, I'm I feel doing- like you are like <laughs> the beer dispense like, whisperer, whisperer in that in that in that scenario yeah, yeah. Like, I'm like I will find a way to make that work <laughs> and uh, and I did and I was like trying to explain it to someone else and they couldn't do it I was like it's fine it's not you it's not you <laughs> I was like don't worry about it's it. it's not you, it's not yeah. you. Um, the aroma of this is absolutely beautiful yeah it's um it's kind of a bit more of a, I think it was the more of a foire into crafty before I, before my time in the original core beer recipe days. Um, but yeah, it's one that we do this in cask, keg and bottle. So it goes down pretty well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Good mix of hops. But I love Vic Secret. The Vic Secret. There's that little bit of caramel in it. It is beautiful. Thank is you it so a car- much for sending yeah. it to it. That yeah. little caramelly bit is mm. what I'm picking up like the most and it's just yeah, it's really gorgeous. nice. They said the carrot, and I was like, I really hope you don't think it tastes of carrot. <laughs> no, no, caramel. Yes, no, and I feel like there's a beautiful like, carrot. Beautiful carrot. <laughs> there's a lovely like that that like bit of like bitterness that's in it as well. It's not. It's like this lovely like balance in there, and I feel like that that level of bitter is what really pairs well with like a lot of food as well. So I can understand how like if yeah. you're at the pub and you're having a meal like this would be something that would work like really well with a roast dinner or like whatever your you know your pub meal is I feel like that yeah I'm not a big fan of of bitterness either and a lot of our bit a lot of our beers actually are very not bitter Mm. um I think I think that's yeah that's one of kind of a a resounding theme throughout them is they're all they're all very palatably bitter yes and I think women in particular are more sensitive to bitterness than men which is typically why a lot of the hoppier beers and do not appeal to them um yeah. but i think yeah it, a lot of our range i think the most bitter that the one we do is like 40 ibus which is really not very bitter yeah um 
So they're definitely all very accessible, but balanced. I think that's the key. That's yeah. it. It's like I'm the same. Like I'm not a massive bitter person, and so like for me, this level is really like manageable. It's like you can taste, you can taste it enough that like you know it's there, but it's like you said, it's balanced and it's not overwhelming, and it and it it would pair really well with food. And it's like it's not something that I'm like, oh, it's too bitter for me. I'm not a fan. Like it is the perfect level for me. Yeah. All right, we have kept you. So, <laughs> um, is there anything you would like to plug before we go? We'll we'll stick all the we'll stick. Yeah, the, uh, well, you can order our beer through your online shop. We'll put that in the um, at butcherbrew.com. Um, and obviously go look at beautiful pictures of our beautiful brewery and beautiful estate because you know you guys have plugged that for me. Um, <laughs> and they can go buy that bar we, runner. If yeah. you're in the local area. <laughs> if you're in the local area and you're not Tori and Joe, <laughs> you can try our beers. <laughs> then you can try our beers at uh, Compton Abbas Airfield, hopefully. The plan is that it will reopen at the start of March. And you can watch cool planes fly around. So that's always okay. good. Um and yeah, local pubs around. If you phone the brewery, I'm sure we can tell you um, where near us we have our beer. Um, that's not a problem. If you're a pub that would like to stock our beer, then um, give us a call. We'll see what we can do. We've currently, we've just done some new stuff into plastic kegs so we can ship one way to people. Nice. Um, so if you're interested in getting some of our stuff in, then give us a phone call and I'm sure we can arrange something. Um, and yeah, the new crafty range will be the big launch for this year, I think. So look out for the beautiful beautiful designs um and 440 mil cans that'll be the next thing 440 oh, mil yeah. cans craftier stuff the new england ipa the sour those are the first ones and then there's so many ideas of things that i've got in my notebook yeah you're absolutely not going to want to miss that new england ipa either. Uh, yeah, um, like is. that is it is beautiful oh. and now you've said the sour i'm like okay now i need to wait for that <laughs> So we're gonna have to buy merch as well. We're gonna have to. We're gonna have to buy merch. Oh yeah, well. we have got some good t-shirts and aprons yeah. and like the apron was really cool. Go just basically, we're gonna plug the. We're gonna go link to the website. Go check out the website. Look at all the amazing Spoiled merch. Stuff. I'm a. I'm a. I'm a merch fiend. Joe's a merch fiend. Like everyone, go and look at the merch. It's it's uh, top top tier stuff. Yeah. <laughs> it has been lovely to have you, my dear. Open invitation. You're uh, welcome back anytime that you like. Of course, but thank you for coming. Yeah, and thank you for chatting to us. Thank you so much. much. You're welcome. (laughs) And it's like the worst part is it's like it's like you can't go because it's not open. But I want to go. go. You can't go. It's that thing that you want. You want to do, but you can't do. It sounds beautiful, but now I want to go even more because I because I'm told no because I can't. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> because I can't. No, I really want to go. Um, but I really actually genuinely want to want to check out that Law of the Land. We need to go to Law of the Land that and have Rita really cool. Aurora's favourite roast. Yeah, I, I <laughs> controversial opinion, and I think I've said it to you before. I don't love mm. roast. I think it's fine. I mean, like I think it's I mean, just like I'm not shit like look, I'm not shitting on roast. No. I just think it's fine. Like, would I would I if you, know you what? gave me the option, I could have like a really nice, like smoked barbecue dinner or i could yeah. have roast like i'm gonna go with the with the smoked barbecue i feel like this is this is like our person this is our personalities and who we are right like it's true i'll have the roast you'll have the barbecue like but it it's sounded just, like it's, it's this menu it sounds like, like this menu yeah. is like something that i feel like is gonna have really good meat oh yeah and it's not just about that like typical roast like it's gonna be Oh, it just sounds next level. And I think let's that we should book my, in. Your birthday! My birthday! 
yes i just i love that we both had the same thoughts i was like we need i started to say we need to book in for something special and i was thinking oh we're both gonna be in the let's do it right done for i love my birthday it. we're going to law of the land and that's good because i said i'll probably take rick so like yeah. it's all right he can experience as well yeah. this is the reason why gordon has yeah. to go yeah this is exciting and i do actually want to like when they when they open up that tap room as such down the road from from the brewery that like date yeah I, <laughs> from the estate that that looks stunning it's like fucking you know literally all these angels and everything it's like garden of eden on those photo shoots like when when they when they open up that tap room like i would genuinely like to kind of do an overnight trip and go because it just sounds really stunning like the like the interesting planes flying. i love like as a as a kid one of my fondest memories as a kid was going down to cape cod with my like i'd stay over like the week or something with my grandparents down it's like cape cod is like for anyone that doesn't know if you're from the u.s you might know but anywhere else um it's like a beat like it's like summertime like where you go in the summer and stay and people have like beach houses or you know near to the beach houses and there's a very small airport and we used to get like kfc and we'd watch the planes land and take off. amazing yeah so that's like one of my and now i work like literally right next to an airport so i can see uh, when there's air shows and planes yeah. doing barrel rolls and stuff like that so it's really cool it's really cool people do um like private jet spotting and yeah. stuff where i work but like it's just that's that's a fond memory for me so that mm. kind of stuff has a special place in my heart so the idea of sitting there at this like lovely little tap room having really delicious galaxy new england ipas yeah, these beers watching planes go makes alex makes happy. good beer she really does that was like very me that yeah i you know what i drank it and i was like oh this is a bit of tory it is it is very much and yeah i love it so so i, I really want to get... try that sour now that's yeah, it we, and we didn't get a winter law which is the stout which i had i saw it on the website mm, i saw it on the website good. it sounded it sounded yeah. really nice um but now that i know there's gonna be a sour i'm gonna have to definitely probably yeah put it and there was in. a there was a special edition sour um that had been in barrel for a while and that was that was good too I like that yeah. it was good it was oh. good stuff we'll link to all of it yeah i hadn't even like to be fair i hadn't even heard of it until you were kind of talking about it and yeah i was like oh i don't think i've really heard of them before and then that's when you said and i went oh that's interesting that's a bit interesting yeah. um and then yeah like i said I, w- I watched the panel that had alex on it and um it was really it was really cool to get to talk to her because it's like what like someone i know of but hadn't ever met or spoken to and like the presentation like the the, the panel was so good and i was really looking forward to actually getting the chance to talk to her so yeah it was, she's uh, one of my faves a like really alex. good convo so yeah, I'm gonna. I want to go finish the rest of this yeah, beer now and go to bed. Oh, yeah, I'm gonna. We got two of the galaxies. I'm gonna crack the second one. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna <laughs> save mine for tomorrow when I'm slightly more rested. So yes. when my energy levels are slightly higher. Um, Tori, if people want to ask you about um airplanes, where can they get hold of you? I don't really know. Like, okay, I've got a fear <laughs> of flying. I have massive fear of flying. Um, so I really can't talk to you about planes. But I can airplane talk to you about spotting plane spotting yeah kind of but not really because i also don't really do that um i talked to you about 
Cape Cod, though. There you go. I'll tell you all about Cape Cod. Uh, so you can find me on Instagram at adventures underscore in underscore optimism or on Gmail at adventures and optimism at gmail.com. Obviously, equally, you can try reaching both of us on Instagram at a woman's brew on Instagram or a women's brew podcast on Gmail. And Joe, if people want to talk to you about, um, I don't know, what do you want people to talk to you about? Winter law? You can talk to me about anything. Like, talk to me about beer styles. Talk to me about these beers. I mean, you can, uh, like, Alex is probably a better person to ask about the science of beer, but I, I've got a little bit of that. I was nodding away as she was saying about it. You can come talk to me at my beer school, which is Love Beer Learning. And we are on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and Pinterest. Um, there's also a website, which is lovebeerlearning.co.uk. Or you can email me at lovebeerlearning at gmail.com. We're all the places. And don't forget that we are also on YouTube. If you want to go see these beautiful labels, because they are... And that bar runner, which is absolutely gorge. Go check out the YouTube it's video. Stunning. It is genuinely yeah. stunning. And yeah, obviously we'll link podcast. to the website. We'll link to the website. You can yeah, go and go check out it. the merch and definitely look at the merch. Yeah, definitely. All right. I'm going to go finish this beer note. and put myself to bed. Cheers. Cheers.